I was excited last week to tell you all about that conference I got to go to, the St. Paul Biblical Center uh, for Scripture Study, and it's an amazing conference, and I think I talked about all those different professors, I was so excited about it. But one of the things I didn't mention was that the St. Paul Center does a really good job for us priests, not just making it a conference, but they really try to make it a retreat as well. And so every year they bring in a different priest to be the main celebrant at all the masses with all of us each day, and the homilist, the one who gives the homily at every mass. And this year, they brought in Monsignor Michael Heinz, who is just a brilliant priest. He's from the uh, Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend in Indiana. Uh, got his doctorate at the University of Notre Dame, taught there for a while. Uh, interesting fellow, too. When he, we were, as priests, like every 10 years, we're entitled to a six-month sabbatical. And when he got a sabbatical, he went to Major League Baseball umpire school. So it's like he always wanted to be an umpire. And now he is serving as the academic dean at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. And the cool thing is, our paths actually crossed 13 years ago for the first time. Being from Fort Wayne, South Bend, and that diocese sending seminarians to the same place I went to seminary, one of my best friends, thought now Father Andy Budzinski, it was one of his parishioners. And Monsignor Heinz came when Father Budzinski and I, and actually Father David Miller as well, were ordained deacons there at the seminary. And I don't know if you've ever been to an ordination, they're beautiful masses, but there's a part when the men who are being ordained lie on the floor, it's called lying prostrate, we're literally face down on the floor, and everyone kneels down and prays for them. And in the midst of that prayer, we pray the litany of saints. And I'll be honest with you, I was not good at holding in my emotion. And especially, I remember we got to St. Kateri Tekakwitha, who's my sister's confirmation saint. She had given me a medal. I was wearing it. I just lost it, right? Now, I'm down like this, but the way that the floor was at the Josephinum, it was kind of like this concrete that absorbs moisture. And yet, when I got up, I had left a puddle of emotion, Okay. And it was a beautiful Mass, always so good. And a couple days later, Monsignor Heinz called my buddy, Father Budzinski, and he said, how's Snot's doing? So <laughs> it was great, you know, like we really hit it off there well. So when he was the priest for this retreat, you know, I, I was excited to get to go up and say hi. And one of said, Monsignor Heinz, and before I could get out another word, he went, Snot's! So I was really excited, you know, that, that we had that thing, and he remembered me. It was really good. Um, it was just so good to get to listen to him, to hear him. And I mean, I hadn't seen him for 12 years. You remember that. And his homilies were so good and practical. And especially in light of the readings that we have today, I wanted to share with you one of the things that he said that he does now. He said it used to be that when he'd wake up in the morning, the first thing to pop into his mind was the difficult thing on the horizon. Like he'd get up and be like, oh no. Today is that day I've got to meet with that family in the school that's really angry. It's going to be a terrible day. And he said, and inevitably, it was a terrible day. Because it was like he was automatically just thinking about the difficult things that are coming. And he said, finally, it occurred to him, like, he needs to change this up to make sure that his day is beginning with what is really actually important, especially in light of what St. Paul is saying here today. I'm just going to read a little bit of this introduction again from the second reading. 
if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Now, how do we do that, St. Paul? Well, Monsignor Heinz had a great way of doing this. He said when he gets up, his alarm goes off, he pops right out of bed, and while he's making his bed, he renews his baptismal promises. Now, how beautiful is that in the fact that all of us are baptized into the body of Christ. We, as St. Paul is saying here, have been raised with Christ. We went down with him into the depths in baptism, died to the former self, as he talks about later in this reading. And we are raised with Christ. Our life is hidden with him above. And so to begin the day by, first of all, as he said, going through what I just went through with two different people yesterday. I got to have two baptisms yesterday. And if you remember, if you've ever been to a baptism besides your own or been to the Easter vigil, first, we renounce Satan. You know, do you renounce Satan? Yes. And all his, pro- and all his works? Yes. And all of his empty promises? Yes. And he said when he goes through that, he kind of goes through the different things that he's struggling with. I'm like, you know what? I renounce the demon of greed. I renounce the demon of lust, the demon of vanity. Those things that are like pulling you down, you know? St. Paul wants us to get out from under that. He doesn't want us to give in to the devil's empty promises because that's what they are. They are empty. From the very beginning, when he tricked our first parents, right? Did God really say, you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden? He always wants us not to trust God, our heavenly, loving Father, and to look instead to his empty promises. And we all know it too. I mean, when we've given in to things, oh, it seems so good at first, we're just going to give in to the sin, it never delivers. And we find out more and more what we find out in the first reading today, right? Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. I'm really happy he didn't recommend starting every day with that reading, right? I mean, my goodness, it's not exactly the, like, pump you up reading of the day. All these things are vanity. It doesn't matter anyway, right? But as Dr. Bergsman actually called this reading, it's the bad news before we get to the good news. We know that, yes, all this stuff around us, right? It's like grass in the field. It's passing so quick. We can get duped. We can get duped really easily. When you think about greed, it does let you down really quick. How many of us, you know, like you get a new car, you're excited about it, it's like, oh, I get to drive to work. But man, that doesn't last very long, right? It's like all of a sudden that stuff just doesn't really matter. And the devil so often makes these empty promises we cannot give in to them. So to begin by denouncing those, but then going to the good news, right? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under the Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried, rose from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, life everlasting. I've done that a few times, right? It's awesome. And actually, if you can't remember the exact formula for the baptismal promises, pray the Apostles' Creed. Why is that so important? Our life is hidden with Christ. Seek what is above. We don't begin the day going, oh, it's going to be a terrible day because of X. Rather, remembering we have been baptized into the body of Christ. He gave us at baptism and confirmed it at confirmation the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom and understanding, knowledge and counsel, piety, fortitude, and probably my personal favorite, fear of the Lord. Which I know at first blush sounds like, oh, got to be afraid of God? No, not so much as, it's like what I tell the servers, be 
reverence, to see that life around us, what is created, the fact that we have gone down into the depths with Christ and been raised with Him, to look at things with wonder and awe, and to recognize the fact that He has given us those gifts, He's enlivened them by the Holy Spirit, that we may go out there and participate in His charity, not following all the devil's empty promises that just lead to selfishness and pain, right? But rather, spreading his love and his life. And we get to participate. We have been baptized into Christ. He didn't just come to give us financial security, right? Look at the reading again today. Someone in the crowd. And I find it interesting that, you know, normally it's like they get a little more specific, but no. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied, friend, who appointed me your judge and arbitrator? He didn't just come to try to help us settle financial disputes, right? He didn't come just to kind of do the reasonable thing, to help us tolerate each other. No, he didn't just come to work out the inheritance. He came so that you can actually love your brother and honor your parents and reconcile differences. He came to help us to seek what is above And he's given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit to make that happen. He enlivens us with supernatural grace to go out there and do his good work. It's so ironic, you know, as you look at the parable then of the rich man who builds the barns. Notice who he's talking to. It's almost comical. It's only himself this entire time. You know, he asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my habit. And then he said, this is what I shall do. Now, as for you, everything's churned in on him. And then as he ends, you know, rest, eat, drink, be merry. That's not a good way to live your life, no matter what Dave Matthews' band says, right? That ultimately, we're called to live our lives like Christ, to love as he loved And it ultimately works out to be a great adventure. That ultimately our life, as we hear at the end of the beginning section from the second reading, when Christ your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. And if we have eyes to see, and we do this practical step every day of renouncing the devil and renewing our baptismal promises, we're going to see the way that that glory starts to penetrate our lives even here and now. I got to see it yesterday with little Elafe Ann, who's back there. She's only eight days old, and I'm so grateful I got to baptize her. The glory of that, right? As her parents, Adam and Jessica, renewed their baptismal promises. It's so beautiful, and there's so many things like that. And quite frankly, in closing, that's why I'm willing to share with you the embarrassing story about being called snots, right? Because... Was that like my finest moment ever? It wasn't like Monsignor Heinz was like, I remember you, you wrote that incredible paper. You gave that awesome presentation. You know, you did this for the seminary. He remembers me because I'm emotional and I look like a wreck, right? Thank God that men don't wear makeup. Can you imagine the mascara? You know, it would have been insane. That ultimately though, that there are things in this life worth being called snots over and worth like melting an emotion over And the great thing was, it was definitely this encounter of affection. Because why? Even though I haven't seen the man in 12 years, we are united as brothers in the priesthood. My brothers and sisters in Christ, by our baptism, all of us here have been anointed priest, prophet, and king. We are part of the body of Christ. 
Our Lord wants us to see that great glory. Possessions, fine, use them. They need to be used in the right way. It's great, but they will not make you happy. And if all they're about is turning in on yourself, that eventually becomes hell. What our Lord wants for us is so much better. He wants us to be on fire with his love. That fire that he gave us at baptism, as is represented by our baptismal candle, lit from the Paschal candle, lit the first time when we celebrate the resurrection. Because Christ is really and truly risen from the dead. And because of that and because of our baptisms, our lives are hidden in his. Don't let that be hidden from your day-to-day life. Don't think, oh, I'm back to the rat races today and I'm just around a lot of rats. No. What he wants for us is to be on fire with love for him. And if you take that practical step of renewing your baptismal promises, hopefully you're going to see that. See that more and more. And then spread that fire of his love to everyone whom you encounter. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever.